The Washington Commanders will finish 2023 facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. Is there a W in our future? We have your game preview here with Tommy Call the Third from Believe in 49ers. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your game preview as the San Francisco 49ers come over to D.C. to finish out 2023 against our Washington Commanders. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner here on Ref the District on the Believe Network. And Stoner, 12 and a half point dogs here to finish out the season. Not what we want to see at all. We're going to see Chase Young on the opposite side of the field. We've gotten maybe a little used to seeing Trent on the other side of the field, but that one still hurts just a little bit. Is there any way Washington is going to actually come away with a W here? No, I don't think so. I, I, I'm trying to figure out all the different scenarios. And the only way is if potentially that the 49ers are overlooking, you know, some sort of trap game, but they got kicked last week by the Ravens at home. That was in, that was, uh, I don't even remember where that was, but they got their butts kicked by the Ravens in a potential Super Bowl matchup. So they're not going to be overlooking anybody this week. Look, I mean, Jacoby's going to go out there and he's going to make the offense look a little bit better than Sam Howell has, but this is not some sort of San Francisco defense that has struggles, big time struggles against weaker teams. It's the entire formula. I haven't found anything specifically that Washington can do to be able to win. Can they keep it a little closer? I don't even think that's going to happen. But you do want to see the fight. You do want to see your guys go out there and play well. You do want to see Terry McLaurin get some, you, you know, some big yards and some catches. And you want to see 140 yards away from a thousand. So let's get closer to that. Make that a reality next next week. Yep. You want to see Dotson kind of show up in the offense. You you just want to see these guys play well and not just get embarrassed like they have in a couple of these games, specifically the Dallas Thanksgiving game. And then the next week against Miami, the, the next game against my, you just don't want to see that. Yeah. You just want to see him go out there and fight and be respectable. Well, it is that time of season stoner. We are going to see the dreaded graphic of Kyle Shanahan, Mike, uh, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniels. You got Kevin O'Connell. The list goes on and on of some talented people there. Kyle Shanahan known for disliking this team and is probably still holds some animosity and might want to run it over, but Dan Snyder's gone. And this is a whole new thing. Do you think that there's still going to be that Kyle Shanahan who doesn't like this franchise and will run up the score on, on Washington, or is he just going to go through a methodical game plan and just naturally do it because this defense is ranked last in the NFL? Yeah, I'll take B Nathan. I'll take the, the second part. I don't, I don't think there is anything left in within this organization for him to dislike anymore. The way Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen did him and his father at the end of their reign was wrong, was bad and all that they're gone. He doesn't have any specific people to look at within this organization and say, I'm going to stick it to them. It's It would be no different really than, than you know trying to stick it to the Ravens that they played last week because there's nobody there that they have to stick it to. So no, I don't, I think that's gone. That's over with. It's played out. It was true that it, that he had that previous times when Dan and Bruce were still here. That's gone. That's over with. 
It's a whole new regime. I don't think he has that animosity anymore. Well, I mentioned that the Washington Commanders, big time underdogs here. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to maybe make a little cash this holiday season, you can head over to Bet Online. NFL action, bowl season action, NBA full swings here during the holiday season. And Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure that you have all of the up to date second odds, news, and information there right there on Bet Online. Head over there and use the code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and let's get to the 49ers side of the house here because they are such big favorites and they have a bunch of things coming out there. So what can Tommy call the third from believe in 49ers? Tell us about his team. Welcome to ref the district. Tommy call the third from believe in 49ers. We appreciate you jumping on here and giving us a little bit of that 49ers love that I'm sure we'll be seeing on Christmas Eve. There's some, or New Year's Eve. Yeah, we're, I'm That's trying to go back in time. I'm trying to avoid this game, Stoner. That's what yeah, it is. I'm just trying to avoid this game. It's not a fun game for Washington, Tommy, mm. as the boys are back in town. Trent Williams comes back. He's one that we never wanted. He's the one who got away, Tommy. He's the one who got away. We never that, – that was a steal. Fifth round for a future Hall of Famer. What were we doing in Washington? And, of course, there's this other guy, Chase Young. People might be aware of him. He might be – kind of one of those popular players, even if he's not doing too much on the field. What's it like having those two on your team, though, Tommy? Uh, you know, first, I just want to say I'm flattered. You guys have been thinking about me since Christmas Eve at this point. So thank you. And always great joining the Believe family. But first, you know, like you said, it's as cliche as it sounds, but it just is what it is. The rich get richer. It seems like being a fan of the NFL outside, you know, take the 49ers glasses off you see those notifications come across your phone of so-and-so is traded to San Francisco. And every time it's almost a head scratcher. And it's like, is that serious? Is that, is that a fake trade? Because it seems too good to be true. And then you go, you try to make the argument for it. Well, oh, maybe they lost a step. Maybe they're a bit banged up or whatever. These guys come to Santa Clara and just get better and better and better. And Trent Williams is the guy that you could wholeheartedly make the case for, you know, if you took quarterbacks out of it, best player in football, MVP type, the 49ers are a different, you know, machine when he's out there. Kyle Shanahan calls a different game since he's arrived into town. And it's just, it is kind of one of those baffling head scratchers. It's, it's hard to put words to it because it just seems too good to be true. All right, Tommy, I got a question for you kind of before we get into to all this in the game and everything. I'm a little confused about something. Perusing your Twitter, which is, of course, at Tommy underscore triple I, your photo layout over there is the is a few of the faces of former commander slash Redskins player <laughs> Clinton Portis. What is the tie between Tommy Call the Third and Clinton Portis and the Redskins? Are you a secret Redskins fan? So, you know, I grew up in, uh, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, and um, my father was from Miami. And so, um, you know, a Miami Hurricanes fan and also a Miami Dolphins fan. They were very bad. So kind of would root for some Canes guys at the next level. And uh, Clinton Portis, as a kid, was probably one of my favorite players in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And 
I got his jersey, I think, for Christmas as a kid. And I wore it for photo day. And another teacher just would always call me Portis from then on out. And uh, that's not my nickname to this day or anything, but he's just one of my favorite uh, players as a kid. And I put that up. But I think when I first got Twitter, maybe back when I was even in high school, and uh, it's just kind of stuck. And you're yeah, one of the first people to ask me about it. You're one of the first people to ever ask me about that. <laughs> well, you so know, it's got it. that local tie here to the Redskins, of course. And by the way, there's room on this bandwagon that's going to get full here in Washington as we turn the corner this offseason with a whole new regime. If you want to come over, there is room for you. We'll gladly accept you. You guys are making a strong case right now. I'm I'm feeling comfortable. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Some of those for the audio listeners, the pictures are uh, of Clinton Portis in his gag outfits, like Cletus. I'm trying to remember some of the other names that he had come up with these characters. Yeah. Lots of fun. uh, Favorite player of ours as well. The uh, getting back to the 49ers, you're talking about the rich getting richer, Tommy, but it's kind of interesting to think about that because it wasn't too long ago that there was serious questions with both Shanahan and Lynch as they start off six and 10, four and 12. They do have the Super Bowl run uh, in 2019, but then they go back to six and 10. And some people were saying maybe they should fire Shanahan. Maybe John Lynch isn't the GM that he should be. And then things kind of turned around and Shanahan is looked at as a potential coach of the year candidate, even though he's being overlooked, I think, by some other candidates who have taken teams from nowhere. And he just can, but Shanahan continues to dominate now three years in a row. We know it's offense driven getting Christian McCaffrey was a, was a boost, but you were missing the quarterback. Now you have Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy there you kind of luck into him as a big 12 guy. In fact, I'm actually wearing an OU shirt right now as a, as a big 12 guy, Brock Purdy doesn't seem like the quarterback of the future, but he has been doing pretty well outside of this last game against Baltimore. Is it a system QB or is Brock Purdy the real deal? If you, if you want to label it as a system QB, you think about some of the guys that have been in town, since Kyle Shanahan's been on the sideline, Jimmy Garoppolo, who by every measure is a fine quarterback. You know, the the 49ers showed you could win with him. But when you talk about system, those guys all did well in Kyle Shanahan's system. Brock Purdy's the guy to unlock that system, to Mm -hmm. completely make this team, this offense specifically, kind of unhinged. You talk about getting the football to playmakers and making the easy throws. Well, he does that and he's made the long throws. He's done really good. I call him backyard Brock on our pod here because when he's scrambling and he has to make decisions off script, he's done really well because you put Jimmy Garoppolo or other guys who have been under center here with Kyle Shanahan off script and things go a bit crazy quickly. Brock Purdy seemed to level that. And, you know, obviously we've seen some mistakes, but at the end of the day, this guy is still in his second year as a quarterback in the NFL. That's part of the process. In my opinion, you knew it'd be crazy to think that he would stick at this pace. And now he's ended up putting himself in rightfully. So in my opinion, in the MVP conversation, because he has unlocked that Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan offense. And we've probably seen, Kyle Shanahan at his peak to, you know, unload on this offense where in the past you, you felt like Kyle Shanahan had to call almost the perfect game against a great defense 
to kind of have Jimmy Garoppolo thrive. With Brock Purdy, you can kind of do a bit of everything. There isn't so much leaning on, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. It's the ball spread out. It's clicking at a, at a level that, in my opinion, you just haven't seen it yet here in Santa Clara. And I think it's because Brock Purdy has unlocked that system. So, uh, so Tommy, the 49ers already locked up the West, right? That's, that's done You're in the playoffs, still fighting for that, that one, uh, by spot to having the overall best record in the NFC fighting with the Eagles, the lions, maybe even the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance, is there any chance if you heard anything that they could possibly be overlooking the commanders this week in terms of, Hey, they're a weakling. They've got, they're on the second quarterback, their coaches, uh, you know, he's on his way out. All of a sudden, is there any chance that the 49ers are overlooking the commanders this week? Maybe if they were, you know, coming off a big win on, on Christmas Eve, on Christmas mm-hmm. night against the Ravens, but it's almost kind of the opposite of that. Where Damn I feel Ravens, like for the yeah. first time this season, this season, this team has gotten, bullied you know the bully gets bullied the ravens brock Purdy threw four interceptions but i think you shave two interceptions off another you know all four interceptions off the ravens still probably win that game because of how good they looked and kind of pushed the 49ers around it was the first time this season you could say they were you know quote embarrassed in a way so i think they have you know they want to get that smell off of them and then you also kind of what we started with there is guys in that locker room who have been a part of washington so if you want to throw the revenge theme out there, the return, whatever it is, it would be hard, in my opinion, to overlook. And this is a team that has been through the playoffs a couple of times and should know how important that number one overall seed in that first bye week is. And it, that can only happen with a win on Sunday. Well, you're talking about the revenge game. Trent Williams has been removed for a few years at this point and has played Washington, but this is Chase Young's first time to face his former team. Now, he's not really performed very well. You know, he, he's been probably he a pressure. And just say it. He he's, he's been probably getting all the pressure rates and everything else that may, maybe will get him a big paycheck, but he's lacking in the box score. Very few tackles. I think there's only one game he's had with a a full sack since being traded. What can we expect from Chase on the other side of the ball now that he has Bosa on one end and this is a revenge game for him? Kyle Shanahan, we know, is going to want to dial it up to just rub it in Washington's face. Is Chase Young going to be a problem for Washington on Sunday? It's, It's hard to put a single name attached to what the 49ers do with their front seven as this is going to be the guy this week because obviously there's so much attention on Nick Bosa and with that there's attention on Chase Young as well but when the 49ers you know defensive line specifically is at their best they're all working at kind of as one unit one machine because you got Nick Bosa and then you have Eric Armstead who's played at an all pro level this year Javon Hargrave who's in my opinion one of the better signings of the offseason who's just been a dominant force on the interior and it frees up these guys to be one-on-one across the board and while Young hasn't had the impact you think with sacks and stuff he is around the football he is garnering pressures whatever that may be I also think for him there is that pressure to you know put up a couple sacks together against his former team 
specifically so he does get paid because if you're talking about this is a guy that could be setting himself up for another one year prove it deal and i don't think anybody obviously wants that um but if there's a place to kind of shine it's these last couple games and you know, Eric Arm said he's missed the last couple games. He's a little bit banged up, still not practicing. They got Javon Hargrave back this week. Those two guys have kind of, I think, reaped the most benefits out of having Chase Young on the field because you have to put, pretty much put two guys on Bosa, and then almost everyone else is one-on-one. And it's not like those two guys on the middle are scrubs. They're all pro-caliber players. So the, there should be so much attention. It's pick your poison. Who do you want to stop? And I think if you know, you're an offensive coordinator, especially someone for the Washington commanders. And they say, okay, we're picking our poison and we're going to leave chase young. We're going to say, this is going to be the guy that beats us. I think the 49ers take that. And that sends a message to chase young himself, that these guys think you're the weakest link on this, on this defensive line, because if you don't have the sack numbers. So that's a, that's a position. I think the 49ers try to take a little bit of advantage of actually on Sunday. Um, But yeah, the sack thing, it has been, a little bit underwhelming and you can say the same for Bosa for a guy who had 18 and a half sacks last year um you know a little bit of a down campaign in terms of specific numbers but when you talk about the production of that front seven that's the 49ers biggest key piece on defense because when they are not getting pressures that secondary has gotten picked on a little bit so there is so much pressure on those guys up front to kind of do the heavy lifting on defense all right, Tommy, my last question for you here is, um, look, I'm going to lead the witness a little bit here. The Your defense has a ton of superstars. Your offense has a ton of superstars. In Washington, we have no superstars on either side of the ball. So what's your score prediction for Sunday as San Francisco comes into Washington to play the Commanders in Week 17? I do think kind of what I said earlier, the 49ers are looking to kind of shake things, shake that smell of the Christmas loss off. And that could, you know, mean something ugly for whoever they were playing on the other side of the football. So I think, you know, Brock Purdy kind of gets back on track, throws his head, you know, his name back into the ring in that top of the MVP conversation by putting up, you know, a 30 point type of production. So I'm going to say 32, 14. I think you guys slip into the end zone a couple of times. Mm. that's Mm -hmm. not too far off from mine you brought up the mvp conversation so we're gonna finish it with this one tommy who's the mvp for the 49ers is it brock purdy or is it christian mccaffrey or trent williams or trent williams that's a i mean i think you could make the case you could make the argument for all three of those guys i do think hmm, that's a tough one i want to make the case for christian mccaffrey because he has been such a game changer since he's been here since last year that trade happened, but there were so many question marks around Brock Purdy, myself included. I knew, I thought this guy's going to lose them several games this year, just by being a young quarterback. Cause we just don't know who he is. It felt like last year you had to wipe that slate clean and say, this is a, this is a fluke. Let's see who he really is this year. Well, what we've seen is a top 10 worthy quarterback at at least i think you can easily put him in the top 10 for this season specifically so with that being said i'm going to give my vote to brock purdy okay i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop i watched him a lot in iowa state and i just can't believe it although people people are telling me that this is just like tom brady in michigan the big 10 guys are like we said the same thing about tom brady and 20 years later the man has seven super bowls now hopefully 
San Francisco doesn't end up with that many Super Bowls because that means Washington's not ending up with that many Super Bowls. So, Tommy, we do appreciate you coming over here from the 49ers side. You can catch him, Believe in 49ers, on the Believe Network. Tommy, thank you here from Ref the District. We will be live for the play-by-play and commentary, so come check us out on the channel as the Washington Commanders host the San Francisco 49ers on New Year's Eve. It should be a fun one. Stoner and I have a couple of fun opportunities planned as well. We're presented by Bet Online, and until next time. Just don't hurt us, Tommy. Don't hurt us on Sunday. Be a fan. Be a fan.